Super Talk Mississippi media production. Kickstart your adventure now with a new Gud Golf Cart from Country Carts of Brookhaven. Gud Golf Carts are assembled right here in Mississippi with the best features around. And best of all, they're street legal. Country Carts of Brookhaven, 401 Highway 51 South, phone 601-748-0454. Welcome in, everybody, to the Rebel Report. I'm Michael Borky. Always glad that you are with me. And today's going to be the first of many talking about what other people think about Ole Miss going into the 2022 season. It is uh, publication season. I call it list season where everybody's putting these lists of power rankings and you've got FPI stuff and best quarterbacks and all that. We're going to talk about as many of those as I can find going into the season. I love to talk about what people think about your team. What I have found, though, at least with this first one, is that you're going to have a lot of inconsistencies. And there's a good reason for that, honestly. So we'll talk about that today, starting with uh, where Ole Miss fell in the on-three SEC power rankings. Frankly, I think they are too low. I, I believe they're going to be better than what on-three thinks they will, but their ranking is justified. And I'll explain all that coming up here in a second. First, I want to remind you, if you have not already, Please subscribe to this podcast wherever you get them. If you have a podcast app on your phone, which they come with them now, search Rebel Report, subscribe. And if you feel like it, leave a rating and a review. I would appreciate that very much. Uh, Also, if you haven't, follow me on Twitter uh, or YouTube, Michael Borky, B-O-R-K-E-Y, on Twitter and on YouTube. I would appreciate that very much. And this podcast is brought to you by LB's. Just across from Kroger on University, LB's Meat is the best place in this state to get it. If you're looking for meat, if you're cooking with meat at all, that is the best place in the state to get it. It's right there in Oxford. They're huge supporters of Ole Miss sports, and they've got great daily lunch specials as well, so they can do the cooking for you Monday through Friday. But they are open seven days a week, so if you're looking for meat, if you're cooking with meat, that is the best place in this state to do it. When you go, tell the good people there that I sent you. And also, Advantage Business Systems, absms.com is the website. If you're in the market for office technology, anywhere inside of the state of Mississippi, and you're in the market for office technology, Advantage Business Systems has you covered. So anything from copiers and printers and mail machines to cloud storage and data security, phone systems, whatever it may be, if it is technology if it exists in the office and your business is in the market for it, absms.com. You tell them I sent you, you'll get a complimentary office technology assessment. So you tell them what you need, what your budget is, and they will come out and find a solution for you. Okay. Uh, on threes, preseason power rankings. Old Miss fell all the way down to number eight in this ranking. I'm here to tell you I think that that is too low. Also, Kentucky on here I think is criminally low. Old Miss's first true test of the season is Kentucky. I think they are also way underrated on this list. But here it is just for the sake of uh, you knowing why they put teams here. And we'll talk about Old Miss and, and all that stuff here in a second. Uh, Alabama's number one. That's really not something we have to spend any time on. Bryce Young's back, Will Anderson on defense. Uh, this is going to be an exceptionally good Alabama team because all of Nick Saban's teams are exceptionally good, but this one even better uh, than most, if you can believe it. Number two, Georgia. Again, same thing. Uh, I, I have a feeling 
that Georgia fans, the ones that want to see a change at quarterback from Stetson Bennett, are going to get their wish. I think that is going to happen, but that's a conversation for a different day or or for the radio show or something. Uh, Richard thinks those people are crazy. I agree with him, but I think they're going to get their wish. Anyway, Georgia at number two. Texas A&M. Texas A&M at number three. Here's what on three says about Texas A&M. The Aggies will have to replace star running back Isaiah Spiller and inconsistent starting quarterback Zach Calzada transferred out. But whoever captains the ship will be working behind a really solid offensive line and has receiver Ionis Smith back. The defense should be very stout, particularly in the back seven. And A&M's recruiting means several freshmen could be impact players right away, making it hard to have the Aggies any lower in our current SEC power rankings. I understand what they're getting at. With that one, truly, I, I understand what they're getting at, where Texas A&M is going to get to the point where they are so talented that it's just hard to see them losing any games. That That is something that they're probably going to achieve here in the near future. I don't know if they're there yet. I need to see them beat both Mississippi schools before I start crowning them uh, competing for a national championship. I'm aware they kind of did it in the COVID year, but they also got to skip out on Ole Miss, and their schedule was incredibly favorable. Uh, when Texas eight and four uh, does uh, actually shows that they are this caliber of a team under Jimbo Fisher, I will believe that. In, in the meantime, without knowing who they've got at quarterback, and yes, they have a lot of losses they have to replace. I think that this is. A little high, if we're being honest, especially when you have teams that we know a hell of a lot more ranked behind them with better quarterbacks ranked behind them. They have Arkansas at number four. Here's what they say. The Razorbacks are set to pick up where they left off in 2021 with Sam Pittman's squad featuring star quarterback K.J. Jefferson working behind a veteran beefy offensive line. Um, they could also say veteran beefy coach, but yeah, anyway. The Razorbacks should have an excellent run game. If the defensive front emerges, watch out because they should be pretty solid in the back end. Uh, This to me is a little high, truthfully, Um, but whatever. Tennessee at five, they say the Volunteers can be extremely dangerous offensively thanks to the return of Hendon Hooker. I think that guy going into the 2022 season is the most underappreciated player in the SEC, but that's just me. Running back Jabari Small and receiver Cedric Tillman. Guys, that Tennessee offense is going to be really – really stout this year. They say the only real question mark is whether the offensive line that returns can pass protect better than it did last year. Defensively, they should have a strong pass rush and get better in the secondary. Florida at number six. This is the the first biggest true real mystery to me. That's why Florida's at number six. Here's what they say. The Gators are a tough team to figure out heading into 2022. On one hand, Anthony Richardson has a superstar potential at quarterback, but a struggle to stay healthy. He's also just struggled at playing quarterback, too. The, the ground game should be good with a deep stable of backs running behind a veteran offensive line, but there are potential issues on the other side, especially on the interior of the line. Depth is thin in a few spots. Can the Gators stop the run? Ole Miss opponent, Kentucky at seven. They said they're dealing with coordinator change on offense, but the system shouldn't change. Meanwhile, Will Levis is back and has a loaded backfield to hand it off to. Replacing Wandale Robinson will be key. Defensively, Mark Stoops has a ton of experience and talent in the back end and always has Kentucky playing well on that side of the ball. And here's why you're here. Here's Ole Miss at number eight. Forgive me if this took too long. The Rebels were firing on all cylinders last year but have to replace a ton. The transfer portal, though, was extremely kind. Chemistry will be worth watching. 
especially if the Rebels hope to move up the SEC power rankings. Jackson Dart likely keys the offensive quarterback. I agree. And has a quality line to work behind. The front seven defensively is deep and talented. Okay, so Ole Miss at number eight behind Kentucky at seven, Florida six, Tennessee five, Arkansas four, AM three, Georgia, and Alabama. This is what you're going to get all offseason is like I think this is fair. I think what on three just said here is fair. And, and I don't even think the ranking is unfair. Although if you told me that Lane Kiffin got to look at Georgia, Kentucky, even Kentucky, who I think is going to be very, very good and underappreciated. If he got to look at Florida and Kentucky and Ole Miss and even Tennessee's rosters, just the rosters, if he got to pick between them, is he taking Tennessee and Kentucky and Florida over Ole Miss? I sure as hell am not taking Florida's roster ahead of Ole Miss. I'm not taking Kentucky's roster ahead of Ole Miss. Now, there are more factors into it than that. Ole Miss is breaking in a new offensive coordinator and defensive coordinator, a new quarterback. The rosters themselves, Ole Miss, in terms of raw talent, I think has more than Florida and Kentucky. But it's it's new guys, largely, on offense that have to mesh. So there's outside factors. But it, on paper, I would take Ole Miss's roster ahead of Florida's and ahead of Kentucky's and even ahead of Tennessee's, truthfully. so, But, but this is what you're going to get. It's going to be wildly inconsistent this season with how people prognosticate this team. Um, And I think that's fair, and I think it's okay. Because what makes this team so fascinating, why I'm so excited, honestly, to see if Ole Miss works this season, is because this is an unconventional approach. This isn't even like free agency in the NFL, because free agency allows you to sign a couple of players, really. You know, you've got the cap that you're, you're already working against. Uh, you have to move things around to just sign a couple of guys in free agency. Calling what Ole Miss did free agency is a little disingenuous. It's just roster building through picking a pool of players available to you. I, I don't know if there's anything else in sports that really compares to how Lane Kiffin specifically built this roster, and while I have praised the strategy before, and I will continue to praise the strategy because, as you guys know, I think you have to be different at Ole Miss if you want to be competitive in the SEC because you can't just recruit normally and beat Alabama and Georgia and LSU and now Texas A&M because they're going to get more players than you because even before NIL, They were able to do more dirty work than you could, and now they have more money than you. So you've got to be different. Well, this is different, so I applaud the strategy, but we don't know if it works or not yet. And nobody out there prognosticating these teams know if this will work or not yet because there's a chance that that they don't mesh, that Jackson Dart doesn't take a step forward. Uh, that Zach Evans, who's been a little injury prone, uh, something happens there. Michael Trigg hasn't played, although he's you know only a sophomore. He hadn't played a whole season healthy. What are they going to do at wide receiver? Uh, there's a lot of guys there. I mean, you know, I, I really like Jonathan Mingo's uh, ability, but he's been battling injuries, and Jalen Knox had to sit out an entire year. Um, Sam Williams has got. I mean, there, what I'm saying is there's a chance that th- this doesn't go well, that they don't mesh, that 
Maybe there's growing pains with a first-time defensive coordinator. All those things can be true as well. So that's why you're going to see things like Ole Miss being ranked number eight in the SEC, despite, in my opinion, uh, having a better roster than teams in front of them because we don't know what they look like playing together at Ole Miss yet. Now, if I were doing these rankings, if I did my own, I would rank Ole Miss higher than this because I think they're going to be better than that. Um, although it wasn't exactly the same thing. Uh, last year, you did see that the the ability to bring in transfers and, and have them mesh worked on a smaller scale for them a year ago. It, it worked before. Um, and talent wins out uh, over anything. What would you rather have, a talented team or a team that has been together for a couple of years? If you were given the choice, this team has better players or this team has been together for a couple of years, which one would you choose? Better players every time. Um, point is, I, I know this bothers some people. In one of my group messages, uh, some guys were like, oh, this is so stupid. On three sucks. Like, they're way better than this. Yeah, you're going to get a lot of stuff like this. I mean, at SEC Media Days, I wouldn't be surprised if um, – if Ole Miss is fifth, probably. I mean, I think it'll end up being Alabama, Texas A&M, Arkansas, LSU, Ole Miss, Mississippi State, Auburn, probably. Um, but when you see power rankings like this and, and people doubting whether or not the team's going to be good, I think, truthfully, I think it's fair. They've got to go out and prove it. I think they will. The, the schedule also sets up great for them to be able to do that. But we haven't seen it yet. We haven't seen Jackson Dart play quarterback for Ole Miss. Um, we we haven't seen Michael Trigg yet. And what happens if, God forbid, he gets hurt? We haven't seen Zach Evans yet or Ulysses Bentley, although I think Ole Miss uh, is significantly more talented in the running back room this year than they were last year, but we haven't, we haven't seen it quite yet. So I, I disagree with it. I think they're going to be better than that. I think they are better than that. I think that because of the schedule, uh, they're set up to win a bunch of football games almost by default. Like the FPI, for example, has them as like a seven and a half win team. Um, but they're the percentage favorite in eight games. So the schedule, just without knowing anything, sets up for them to have a decent season. Just get used to to this because there's so much doubt. That's all. Behind Ole Miss, Mississippi State at nine uh, of the teams in the middle of the league. They say the Bulldogs might have the best blend of experience returning on both sides of the ball. Will Rogers is back along with his top two backs and a bunch of quality receiving options. Almost the entire front seven defensively returns intact. The question for State is, though, can they protect? Because they were pretty awful at protecting Will Rogers last year, which is why they struggled. They couldn't protect a year ago, and they had a first-round pick at left tackle. And I think, not that you guys care, um, I, I do have to cover and talk about State as well, but um, people are just kind of, oh, they'll be fine. No, they'll be fine because, well, the Lashley on, on the right side, the Alabama transfer, um, he's gone too. So they're losing both of their tackles. But Lashley, quite frankly, was pretty bad. Well, they'll get better addition by subtraction with Lashley. So, oh, they'll be fine. Do you lose a first, a top 10 pick at left tackle on an offensive line that didn't protect well to begin with and get better? Okay, we uh, we will see. 
LSU at 10, the Tigers have dealt with the fallout of their national title, they say, in the last two years as a mass exodus of talent hit Baton Rouge hard. And steps Brian Kelly to try to steady the ship. Tigers have a few options at quarterback, and whoever wins the job has the luxury of star receiver Kayshawn Boutte to throw to. The run game and defensive backfield are going to have to find some playmakers, though. Yeah, there are some people that I've seen put LSU like finishing third in the West, or hell, the uh, the SIDs, a handful of them voted LSU second in the West, if I remember correctly. I don't know what you're watching. Uh, Brian Kelly's a good coach, but he's not a miracle worker. It's going to take some time. They have uh, South Carolina at 11, Auburn 12, Missouri 13, and Vanderbilt 14 for whatever that is worth to you. So that's the first iteration. Uh, We'll do a lot of these. Uh, I'm going to pick up the preview magazines uh, at some point this week so we can talk about what they say more and more. But what, what you're going to learn is people are just not sure what to make of this team. The talent is there. We just got to see it first. And luckily for Ole Miss, as I've said to you guys before, that they get a lot of games under their belt before they actually have to prove it. Um, that, that's the beauty of how things set up for Ole Miss. Now, the back end is hell. At least they get a bye week to break up the last six games. But when you're looking at the front end of this schedule, um, the, the meshing that is required for this team, they've got time to do it. They've got four games that they should – really be comfortable in before that Kentucky game, which should be an absolutely insane environment and a really fun weekend. But uh, with Troy Central Arkansas, a a cute little road trip at Virginia Tech, or excuse me, at Georgia Tech, and then Tulsa at home before you play Kentucky, that's a perfect opportunity to get comfortable and mesh and figure yourselves out without being over-the-top challenged before the Wildcats come in. So that's part of why I think they're going to be better than what some people do is I think they're one, they're going to have wins by default, but I think they're going to be given a chance to break in this new quarterback and this new offense, although it'll be basically the same offense, just a new person calling it and a a new defensive coordinator and do it comfortably. I think that matters. So we, uh, we will see. Thank you guys so much for tuning in as always. I appreciate you and we'll be back with another round of, uh, this tomorrow. Y'all have a good one. A Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.